Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture show broadcast in Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and we're back with a brand new episode. And this week, I'm doing something a little different, because I know it's been a minute since I have recorded an episode of Anything Goes, and I know a few people have been wondering my thoughts on Halloween Kills, because I was doing the One Good Scare uh, series with my friend Mike Wilson, uh, he and I have gone our separate ways, uh, due to just personal issues between the two of us, so I'm not sure if that series is going to continue, but I wanted to get my thoughts on Halloween Kills down on audio for you folks. So yeah, I'm going to give you my thoughts on Halloween Kills right now. Okay, so I ended up seeing this movie in the theaters because I just wanted to support the movie theater organization and just the business in general. So uh, opening night, I managed to be able to get off uh, from work and able to see this. And I don't know, I I think there are parts I like and there's parts I have uh, real big issues with. And I think it was a victim of its own hype and... The hype that I built up for myself within the three years waiting for this movie. And the movie just wanted to tell a story. And I probably made it to be more than that. And that's probably why I was a little disappointed with it. But also, knowing the fact that this story was two, two movies pitched to Blumhouse. And now being stretched to three, you can kind of see where the problems are. But let me talk about the good things I enjoy about it. The, the things I enjoyed were were uh, John Carpenter's score. I think it was haunting and it fit the movie perfectly. Um, uh, James Ducorn continues to crush it as the shape and incredibly brutal this time around. Like I know people have like taken pot shots at these movies. That's like it's just Jason in uh, Michael Myers' mask because of just how the brutal nature of Michael is revved up to 11 in these movies and uh like i'm watching it and like he and times i'm like i'm surprised this got an r rating i'm surprised like i imagine uh the mpa being kind of uh like no no you gotta take this out or maybe they just didn't care who knows or i know the extended cut is out right now uh digitally before before the physical release so maybe it's even more brutal on home uh video release very much like the early days of dvd and yeah, and like I think everybody does a good job with what they have. It's just what they have is not that much. It's funny, like a lot of the side characters that people really enjoyed uh, in Halloween 2018. It kind of continues here. Like Big John and Little John are probably my new favorite additions to the the franchise. And uh, I get this is gonna be a spoiler conversation because it's been it's been out and discussed so many times this movie. So I think I am allowed to have spoilers here. That Big John and Little John go out, it is sad, but I'm just like, okay, at least we had them when we did, and I'm glad that they existed in this movie. Um, 
you have no idea how many times I pulled up just a clip of them getting ready for Halloween and the song they're playing as they uh, get ready for Halloween activities. That that's just, I think might be my favorite part of the movie. Um, yeah, and I feel like it's just it's good and. Whereas in Halloween 2018, the only person who's convinced that Michael is pure evil is Laurie Strode. Everybody else thinks that he's just a man and he's just a 60-year-old dude who killed a couple people and that's it. However, with this time around, this is what gets into my negatives, that everybody's convinced, oh, he is pure evil. And it's like, even though it's taking place on the same night, everybody's reacting like time has passed between the events and that his legend has gone up significantly in the time that's passed where everybody's screaming evil dies tonight, which became almost a joke by the end of the movie and how everybody like the mob mentality, like got ridiculous, uh, in such a quick manner. Like, I mean, even doctors are like bum rushing patients in their own hospital. Like not saying the mob mentality can break out. Obviously we've seen mob mentality break out recently within the past year, uh, to a real, real sad results. But, it's just something that's like, wow, like, everybody just got riled up really quickly. Like, almost to the point that, like, there's a suspension of disbelief that all audience members has when it comes to movies. And I think this kind of pushed the bounds of it. And how everybody is speaking in long-winded speeches, pontificating on the the idea of evil and Michael's personification of it. Despite the fact that David Gordon Green said, like, no, he's just a regular man and he's not really supernatural. Despite the fact that we see him take an inordinate amount of damage throughout these two movies and somehow he's still ticking. Um, so, and uh, one of my biggest concerns that Laurie, because I've noticed that in the trailers, that like we don't see Laurie outside of the hospital in these trailers. That's because outside of her being taken to the hospital, she's only in the hospital the entire time, very much like Halloween 2. But she doesn't have any other interactions with the, the shape while she's in the hospital, a la Halloween 2. She's she's on the sideline for the rest of the whole movie, so it, it feels like it's wheel spinning. Now, my feelings may change when Halloween Ends comes out, and then I'm just like, okay, this is a little bit, uh, this makes a, this feels a little bit better. But the fact that it's a middle chapter that you kind of have to wait and see uh, see how it uh, all plays out. So my feelings may change, but at the moment, I'm like, it's a little disappointing to see that Laurie's just on the sideline for the majority of the film. And, um, and another, uh, I guess you'd say is uh, a negative, what the characters acting real dumb, like Lonnie's father going into Michael's house all by himself. Like I get that he doesn't want to endanger his son and his son's girlfriend, but like you could have called for help before going in there. Like, what did you expect was going to happen? Did you, did you, like, it's just like, like I said, with suspension of disbelief when it comes to dumb decisions by characters in horror movies, like, we will only accept so much. Like, it's something that Victor Miller said when he was writing the first Friday the 13th. It's like, you have to make the characters dumb without making them really dumb to the point that the audience member is like, okay, this person is dumb and they deserve whatever's coming to them. You don't want to do that. And this movie kind of str- uh, stretches the bounds of, like, how much you can you can deal with that. Um... Oh, another good po- a positive thing I enjoyed is the flashbacks in 1978. Like, I kind of wanted to see a, a another version of Halloween 2 from that point of view, just to see how what that would look like. Um, and this just proves that 
Officer Hawkins has the aim of a stormtrooper because he has not hit the the broadside of the barn, broadside of the mountain. Just like it's like, like Jesus, dude. You're like you really need to go back to the range because you can't hear Michael, who is slowly slumbering through Hanfield. You can't hit him for shit. Um, the gentleman they got to play uh, Doctor Lewis looks just like him, just a little bit of makeup, which I found was astounding. Even though the person who dubbed him does sound like. <clears throat> Whenever Mike and I do impressions of him, like, like, Officer Hawkins is evil here. Did Michael kill again? <coughs> As you can see, like, it obviously does wonders to my voice. Um, yeah, and I understand this is kind of like a rambly review. And maybe uh, when it came to characters with dumb decisions, like, people have guns and use them, but forget the fact that they're ranged weapons. Um, because Michael gets lit up a couple times by bullets and people just don't keep shooting him. I know a lot of people, and like, even at the end when, um, the town kind of, the mob finally does catch up with Michael, uh, when they don't accidentally chase the wrong patient down and cause him to commit suicide, when the real mob catches up with, uh, Michael Myers, they have guns and yet they decide to get in within arm's length of him. Like when they don't, they just shouldn't just light him up from a distance and then beat him down. All at once. Like, I know a lot of people complain about Last Jedi, about the Imperial Guard coming at uh, Kylo Ren and Rey one at a time. But it really is egregious here when one person at a time is coming at Michael. Like, yeah, like, you all have, if you're all going to get close to him, you all come at him one. He's not going to be able to get all of you at once. Sure, like, it, it is like, do you want to be the first person who wants to get close to him? I get that, but mm, strength in numbers, people. Yeah, it, it feels like it's just a. It feels like a two part story that's been stretched to three parts, and the preliminary thoughts about the third one that's going to be set in modern day, deal with modern day politics, and like obviously it's dealt with politics in a very subtle and not so subtle ways in the first two movies, but that's a post pandemic movie and what have you. I'm just like I, I don't think we need a movie to be that set in stone at, at that of its time because i think it's going to date it incredibly much like how metallica saint anger has no guitar solos because guitar solos were uh not in vogue at the time like it's just going to date it and it's just going to be like oh yeah the one where it's supposed to be set during a pandemic like it's oh it's going to link it there i don't think a little too much but yeah those are my rambly thoughts on halloween kills and the worst part about it is it, it kind of I'm not really excited for Halloween ends. I'm not excited for a Halloween sequel, which is really disappointing. Part of it is of my own making by hyping up Halloween kills a little too much. That is on me. But the rest of it's on the movie itself, kind of just like making me feel like a little, eh, all right, I guess we'll we'll see what happens in the next one. But yeah. So I hope everybody's enjoyed a little rambling review of Halloween kills for me. And I hope everybody... Stay subscribed to the show because I do have stuff planned. It's just like finding time and everything. But if you want to follow me on social media, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at this is Tim Rooney. Rooney is an R O O N E Y. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash through the lens productions, where my teaser trailer for Where Smiling Sarah is up. Uh, like I said, youtube.com slash through the lens productions through is if you're going through a door window. Come back next time to continue to talk about uh, geek and pop culture, and we'll be speaking to you soon.